Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. Welcome to that David show. And today I'm lucky enough to be joined by Matt Connor, the editor for Arrowhead Attic. Make sure you follow him at Matt Connor AA. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm well. I'm well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. And I was just telling you before, this has been one of my favorite teams from years past. Also, just to let you know, and I want you to spread this in Kansas City. Uh, about two, two and a half years ago, no, probably two, 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 yeah, two and a half years ago, I coined the phrase, and you just saw Matt use it baby goat for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I'm not lying. I have it on tape if it's need, if the proof is needed to we'll show that. Because I don't know if it's used over out in Kansas City. All right. It's, but when Matt, not, but yeah. Okay. But when Matt did it, it, it was like, oh, okay, now, you know, because it, it's traveling, it's traveling. But that's around my shows, we usually refer to him as baby goat. All right. We'll take it. We'll take it. Okay. Like it. Okay. Okay. So listen, I want to start. I want to ask you this: uh, One of the better players on your team and on your defense, uh, Tyron Matthew. What's going on with his deal? I know that Brett Veach said definitely they want to keep him, and Matthew wants to be there, but the money's not there at the end of the season. With some of the money that are coming off the books, and of course signing Orlando Brown to an extension, will they be able to extend Tyron Matthew? Matthew? Yeah, I, I think they have to get real creative with Frank Clark. Uh, you know, Frank Clark is the cornerstone defensive end they brought over to really uh, kind of lead Steve Spagnolo's defense when they made the big switch a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the result was a Super Bowl um, and and two you know two consecutive Super Bowl runs. But um, you know, Clark, no player in football is more expensive of any non-quarterback than Frank Clark this year. And uh, he has a cap hit of like twenty five point eight million. It's crazy, and it goes up by it goes up by two million for each more season. So um, that contract has to be addressed. It's really silly. Only five players in football in general make more money than Frank Clark this year. Um, so they've got to address that um, in the offseason. Is he worth it? Is he worth that? That amount? No, no. I mean, uh, and and that's been the common complaint in Kansas City. Now, look, Clark is a machine in the playoffs, a machine. During the Super Bowl run, he had five sacks in three games. He had three sacks in three games last year. But during the regular season, it's kind of an inconsistent burst. Mm. So, you know, it's one of those, well, do you, you know, what do you trade for a Super Bowl? Every team tries to get there. You take your lumps with it. But um, look, Matthew says he wants to be there. Brett Veach says he wants him there. You know, if two people want to get married, they're going to get married and work out the particulars along the way. Um, the, the only downside is Matthew is an emotional vehicle for the Chiefs. So, um, you know, he's the kind of guy I think we both know people like this. It's like when they're in the room and excited and motivated, the whole room is charged. But, man, if they're not into it, it like it, it just it affects the whole room. And he's that kind of emotional lightning rod. And so if I'm Brett Veach, I don't want to play chicken with that kind of guy. I want to make mm. sure he stays positive, motivated, you know, in that secondary. 
And if that means, you know, figuring out a way to pay him sooner than later, that's what I would do. Look, it's funny. Uh, here in Chicago, we have Roquan Smith. And right. with the Colts, you had Leonard that just got signed that that nice in the contract for the interior linebacker, off-the-ball linebacker, right? When you saw that Jamal Adams deal, how did it make you feel knowing that the Kansas City Chiefs will probably have to match, if not top that, to keep Matthew? Uh, yeah, you know, the, the hard part there with Tehran is that, um, you know, he's going to be 30 soon. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he's about a year away from turning 30. And, of course, you know, we all – you know, I mean, if you're older than that in real life, it feels silly to say when you're 30, you're, you know, done. But, you know, like this is a young man's game. And, and uh, so it's going to be hard. I, I think Matthew will age well at the position. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think the Chiefs should be that um, frustrated by it. He's so cerebral as a player and smart and instinctual about what's happening that even if he lost some athleticism, his instincts would allow him to still – know what routes to jump, know what's coming, you know? And so I think that could help him age well with a deal, but you know, yeah, uh, Jamal, (laughs) that Jamal deal is certainly expensive for his safety. There's few positions you can get by with actually going pretty cheap and safety is one of them in the NFL. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch. Look, while we're on defense and since, like I said, I have an affinity for the chiefs organization, who's your favorite chief defensive player of all time? I mean, you know, if you ever watch Derek Thomas play yeah. the game, uh, you know, seven sacks in one game. Is that right? Is the record? Yeah. And um, the bend on that man was ridiculous. The speed mean, and the bend. It was crazy. There's There's been nothing like him at linebacker. I mean, ever. I, you know, I think he's maybe the best time, best all time. Yeah. You know, I've never seen anything like it in my lifetime. Uh, you know, and then, of course, he's taken too early, which you know, tends to make us remember right. someone even more fondly when, when you can read maybe further production into their career that wasn't really there. Right. Uh, I mean, he's on the all-time list for good reason. I'm not trying to say that we're remembering him more fondly than than he was, but but I think that only adds to the legacy that that he was taken earlier than uh, – it's not like he fell off and, and then, you know, kind of dangled and – in the league for a couple of years. He was certainly a, a, an amazing force. That's for sure. Look, sticking with the edge and this one is a down lineman instead of an edge rusher. Uh, what about Chris Jones playing the edge now since you, the team brought in Jared Reed? I know he's doing yoga and Pilates to talking about bending <laughs> to get that bend. Now, I know he's going to be moved around, but what do you expect to get out of him playing the edge? And also with him playing the edge, is this perhaps – down the line saying that Frank Clark may not even be there and you're kind of looking to get some of that production out of Chris Jones. Could be. That's a great question. And I think I think Chiefs fans are waiting this season to see what those results will be and how that will work out. I'll say this. The Chiefs have two guys who have been complaining for years, wanting to do what they're doing right now. And Chris Jones is one of them. Chris Jones has said from the outset, I want to rush from the edge. I want to rush from the edge but he's so good from the interior as a disruptor that, you know, that's what you go with. Um, and so this year the chiefs are finally giving him what they want. And, and so at, on that level, Chris Jones now has to follow through. It's like, all right, you've been talking big for years about right. wanting time on the edge. Now, what are you going to do with it? Uh, and the other one is Orlando Brown on the other side. You know, he's like, I want to play left tackle. I want to play left tackle. The chiefs trade for him bring him in, put him at left tackle. I was like, all right, you've complained that 
you want to follow in your dad's footsteps, be this franchise left tackle. Now go be, go be what you say you want to be. So that's going to be big for both of these chiefs linemen on both sides of the ball is, Hey, you said you want it. Let's see what you've got. Matt Connor, editor of Arrowhead Attic. Follow him at Matt Connor AA. Uh, listen, I want to stay on Orlando Brown. Um, look, again, I, I love me some Patrick Mahomes. All right. <laughs> Don't get a twist. I mean, I love, love me some Patrick Mahomes. All right. And uh, to see what happened at the Super Bowl with that offensive line, it was disrespectful in the streets, to say the least, to see my man having to to rush backwards to another state, basically. Yeah. Uh, when you're bringing in an Orlando Brown Jr., who primarily played right tackle with the, the, the Baltimore Ravens until, of course, he switched it the last year there. But they're a run-heavy offense, and I know he wants to prove that he can be a pass blocker, but what are your expectations as far as him taking that role like you just said? You want it, now that you got it. And you're not just, you know, covering up for Joe Schmo. And, I mean, it's not to say he was covering up for Joe Schmo before for Lamar Jackson, but this is the league, basically, when you're talking about Patrick Mahomes. What are your expectations of what he can do at that 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 left tackle, especially thinking about the money he's going to get on this extension coming up? Right, right. You brought up all the same particulars that have us – <laughs> you know, watching very carefully. Can he can he make the switch? He's always said he wanted to make the switch. Credit to him that he filled in for Ronnie Stanley so well last year mm-hmm. when he was switched to the left side and he won a Pro Bowl. You know, you can say what you want about the Pro Bowl and being a popularity contest, whatever, but Brown Brown's made it to the last three years. You know, the Chiefs chased Trent Williams very publicly. So he was clearly top of their list. But they also then went straight to Orlando Brown after that and traded a first-round pick to do it. If there's any question in my mind as to whether or not Brown can live up to these expectations, um, I'm not the guy whose job is on the line to make that call, right? So Hmm. in in a sense, I've got to trust that a Super Bowl-winning front office who they've put all their eggs in Orlando Brown basket. They got rid of a decent guy in Eric Fisher – they traded the first round pick to get him. They're they're clearly all in. So if if they're pushing their chips into the middle of the table on Orlando Brown, I've got to say any doubts I have are probably ill-founded. And um, yeah, I, I, I think he's going to work out just fine. But it will be interesting to see that switch. And in, in you know, Andy Reid is pass heavy, man. So um, you know, it's going to yes. it's one side to the other. But but he's up for the challenge. He says he loves it. By all accounts, he's doing great. Look, sticking with the offensive line, someone near and dear to us, our Bears fans' hearts, Cal Long went down early. You also have the return of Laurent Duvernay Tardif with a broken hand. Uh, how's that offensive line going to shake out from left tackle to right tackle? Who do you expect to be the starters when everyone is healthy? Yeah, uh, I think even when healthy, you're going to have um, two veteran studs on the left. You're going to have Orlando Brown. You're going to have Joe Tooney. Um, who was the big free agent splash acquisition there. And then you're going to have three rookies. You're going to have Creed Humphrey in the middle. He was their second round draft pick out of Oklahoma. You know, Creed's blocked for the best young quarterbacks in football, you know, coming out of Oklahoma, uh, right. you know, last three years. Um, and he didn't allow a sack the last two seasons at Oklahoma. So you got a great new guy in the middle. And then Trey Smith, they grabbed Trey Smith out of Tennessee in the sixth round. Um, who fell several rounds because of medical concerns. 
mm-hmm. you know, Trey coming out of college, he came with, with medical reports of he'd had some blood clot issues in his lungs in years past in Tennessee. So he was always this first or second round grade. And a lot of teams, because they couldn't get clear medical pictures in the pre-draft season because of COVID and all that stuff, right. it was hard to get up close. And unless you're going to sign off on a guy, you know, and clear his medical. So the Chiefs took that chance in the sixth round. And I'm, I'm telling you now, the guy's a total mauler. He, he's, he's better than any other rookie along the line, and he's a six-rounder. Chris Jones came out yesterday. He's like, hey, Trey Smith is a total stud. Mm. And um, so he's going to be a bruiser. Whether Kyle Long was healthy or not, whether uh, Duvernay Tardif was healthy or not, doesn't matter. Trey Smith locked that job down from the first part of training camp and and looks the part. And then at right tackle, you have Lucas Niang. And he was a rookie they took in the third round last year, and he opted out. So he's back to fight for uh, Mitchell Schwartz's old spot on on the right-hand side, and I, th- I think the rookie wins out. So I think it's going to be veteran, veteran, and then three rooks in week one against Miles Garrett and the Browns. It's going to be something to watch, that's for sure. Hey, you, you better protect Baby Goat. That's all I'm letting <laughs> you guys know. The, the protection better be right for him because I would hate for something to happen for him. Getting away from the line and going out, uh, Miko Harden is going to have to step up now. And, and and it's not that, like, Sammy Watkins was killing it, killing it. You know what I'm saying? But now you're, you're really depending on him to be that, 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 that number two receiver. What are your expectations of him this season? Uh, you know, it's anyone's guess, honestly. You know, Hardman says he's up for the job. The problem with Hardman is that he can't create much separation on his own. He's not physical. Route running is a little iffy. And so, you know, Hardman has world-class speed, mm-hmm. almost as good as Tyreek. And so if Andy Reid is creating plays for Hardman, he can he can be that threat, that great, you know, put him out in space, Give him a give him a deep target, you know, away away from traffic, whatever. The problem is that the Chiefs need someone like Sammy Watkins who can be that like ex physical receiver, create separation in traffic, you know, runs like a running back with the football once he's got it. You know, I mean, the problem was all the health concerns, you know, and so they let Watkins go, and he went for one year, five million to the Ravens. I. I'm going to miss him. I mean, you know, like he, I mean, he, he wasn't healthy. That was really frustrating, but even having that option there just made defenses stay honest on Kelsey and Hill. I, Hardman's going to have a real tough time. Remember this, they drafted Hardman. Remember right before the draft two years ago, all those allegations came out about Tyreek Hill, right? Right. right. So no one even knew if he was even going to play another down of football at the time. Mm-hmm. And so the Chiefs trade up for really another Tyreek Hill. Now that Tyreek is still there and entrenched and even getting better to spot, Hardman kind of doesn't have room to do everything that Hardman could do, and he can't do what they need him to do. So it's an, it was an odd, you know, they had to protect, they had to get someone who could do that in case Tyreek can't do it, but now they've got a carbon copy. Mm. I don't know what to do there. Would it be a guy that you could perhaps see in a move, being moved later on? I mean, in the future? I think so. I, I think even if the Chiefs just let him leave, I think he'd be an, an amazing free agent gamble for another team to to bring in and and try to play that Tyreek Z role in a in a Reed style offense. Well, <coughs> apologies. 
Yeah. How is it? And you mentioned all the trouble and what happened with Tyreek Hill, the, the, uh, the abuse and everything you heard from college and then the stuff that, that happened when they were in the airport or whatever, when he was recorded. How is it? Is I, I, looking as a Bears fan and thinking about, for instance, at one point trading for Deshaun Watson, right? And it was like, you know what? I really don't want to do the Ben Roethlisberger thing when I'm rooting for somebody. And I'm not the type of person that likes to be in people's business, but there's some things that I won't say are unforgivable, but I don't, I don't want it. I would prefer if that wasn't on my team. How is it rooting for such a fantastic receiver who, like you said, you're talking about a track guy that you you that you're looking at as being kind of a gadget guy who's turned himself into an elite receiver, an undersized guy that high points the hell out of the ball, yeah. right? Like yeah. that's one of the crazy things. Like that, like he gets up to be undersized. It reminds me of Steve Smith Sr., you know what I'm saying? Just have an undersized sure. receiver that you, you, you it, it's not a hindrance that he's short, you know what I'm saying? Because how he can happen. But how is it? To I mean, root for him because he's a phenomenal player, to say the least. Yeah. Well, I mean, those allegations were proven false, right? Okay. That, that his girlfriend was out to get him, extort him for money. I didn't know that. The, the, the Chiefs played it patient, which was really, at the time, they were – at the time, the franchise were, was taking hits for sticking by him when, you know, nowadays it's so common to, oh, here comes the PR issues and let's get rid of the guy and distance ourselves – as much as possible. Remember the chiefs went through that a few months before with Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Yeah. And they cut him, they cut him as quickly as they could when they found out he was, he's been lying to the team um, for a long time about his involvement. And then a video proved otherwise in this instance, the chiefs chose to stick by him and they said, look, we're going to let this play out. I think the team knew all along that there were two sides to the story and that, Tariq was intent on letting the legal process play out and, and get all their ducks in a row. And then when they did, if they found out that, that his at the time fiance had been trying to extort him because he knew she knew he was leaving her. Mm-hmm. And so she was trying to get her money while she could. Okay. And it turned into that whole situation. He does have a problematic background. He did get arrested in college. He went to prison and, or, and and serve time for that. By all accounts, now he's a changed man. So um, so, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's. Uh, so you, so you don't think about it. Just forget. Like, I hey! don't. Yeah. I mean, I do <laughs> right. at this point. Although I do think there's something yeah. to be said for you know for hey you know like um, employing character. These guys are role models, whether they want to be or not. And right. so, um, you know, I, I don't think it's unimportant. Um, in Tyreek's particular situation, I, I, I think the headlines got out in front of the reality. Got you. Uh, looking at the rest of the AFC West, I mean, usually when we do these previews, um, there's much to talk about, but there's really nothing to talk about since <laughs> Denver doesn't have a quarterback. And I mean, Justin Herbert's phenomenal, but I think that seems really maybe a season two away from threatening the Chiefs, if that. Um, but what, what's your forecast for the rest of the AFC West? Because I'm sure you have the Chiefs winning that division. Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, I, th- I think everyone has the Chiefs winning pretty easy money if you want to bet on, you know, on that one. <laughs> uh, I, I will say, you know, the Chargers, you know, the Chargers lost by three in Justin Herbert's first game. Remember, it was going to be Tyrod Taylor. He gets injured and Herbert right. starts like right then and there immediately. And it's in week two, and the Chargers only lose by three. And if I remember right, 
no, 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 that game, that game was L.A. And then the Chargers won in the last game of the season, but that was when Andy Reid was resting all the starters. But, uh, I mean, the Chargers looked downright dangerous last year head-to-head. And, I mean, I, like I don't believe that they're going to win, but I think they could be sneakily better. You know, if they protect Herbert, that's the deal, right? That O-line has been atrocious. They invested in it. For years, and they did invest in it. So, you know, if if Rayshon Slater or some others can be, you know, what they need him to be up front, they got a new coach. I mean, there's just a lot of unknown variables there. They get Derwin James back in the secondary. I mean, that guy's a force. Right. Um, anytime you've got someone named Bosa up front, <laughs> you know, is, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be real interesting, I think. Look, I have three more questions, but I, I, I want to just get this one out the way. Yep. And I haven't asked anybody else this question because I don't think their team's necessarily going to make it to the Super Bowl. But what's your Super Bowl prediction since I think I'm a pencil in KC as the team coming from the AFC? I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think Kansas, I think the road runs through Kansas City. I think Aaron Rodgers in this final Green Bay season is just going to be a motivated man to watch. And I think he and Mahomes are the only two play. You know, football's a team game. Mm-hmm. You know, like an NBA in the NBA and maybe even Major League Baseball, it's more individual. One guy can carry the load, whatever. In football, I think that's impossible to do. Except when you have a quarterback who is who is so far beyond even other quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I think Mahomes is that guy, and I think Aaron Rodgers is that guy, and I think Definitely. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a man possessed this year. And the Packers were already good. So it's kind of hard for me to to not pick those two teams to to go all the way. I, yeah, the Bucks. I'm just not in. I'm just not in. I I think. I mean, I think they're good. I think they're very very good. But um, yeah, I'm going to go Packers Chiefs. That's a good one. I would love to see uh, the the original edition and the remix battle each other, basically. <laughs> uh, look, looking at how the Chiefs waited the season, really, we know he played the last game of the season, his second, his first year, Patrick Mahomes. How should the Bears go about uh, bringing Justin Fields along since Matt Nagy came, was with the Chiefs that season? And also, what are your thoughts on the Bears this upcoming season? Yeah, boy, that's a great question. That's a great question. I... Um, do you feel like the momentum is getting ahead of fields a little bit? I mean, you know, like the expectations, he, he even, even Trevor Lawrence has to be looking at Justin Fields going, gosh, how do you get all this press? Cause I'm, I'm like one, one over here, you know, first pick first round and, and, and no one's fawning over Trevor Lawrence, the way that everyone seems to be fawning over Justin Fields, let alone to be Zach Wilson or Trey Lance, or, you know, other guys who are even picked in front of him. So, yeah. You know, a little bit there is the Bears, you know, Bears have a little cachet in these streets, just right. so exactly, you know, yeah. exactly right. I I love the fit. I I loved watching Fields in college. I I think a lot of teams thought made it way too complicated and overthought. Hey, there's the guy. Go get him. You know, and and make it happen. Um, so I'd love to see it. I, but man, I. I, I mean, I'd throw him right in. Honestly, I'd throw him right Oof. in. Because, I, you know, I mean, how much do you want to watch Andy Dalton? How much does anyone want to watch Andy Dalton? Uh, yeah, I I think you can get away with that kind of like long torch passing when you have proven and stable leadership. Mm. And you can't say that about 
anyone in the Bears right now, right? I mean, uh, it, right. Yes, um, yes, yes. Facts. That's facts. No, you're not. You're not disrespecting anybody. That's yeah. That's facts yeah. right now. So you know, if um, a Belichick can do it, an Andy Reid can do it. You know, I. Um, other than that, you know, the, the Green Bay got away with it when they switched from Favre to Rodgers. Right, and they're getting away with it right now. And they're getting away with it right now. Although they're also taking major PR hits and doing so because they're not even getting it right. So. Right. Rather than looking at the Chiefs as some model of how to do it, I think it's the anomaly. I think the Chiefs are, wow, that worked for them, and kudos to them for, you know, Alex Smith was a model citizen, knowing he was losing his job. Patrick Mahomes was a model citizen, even though he was waiting on a job. You know, Andy Reid, players, coach, I mean, all the planets aligned to make that happen. So, you know, I I just don't know that it's a, a mimicable model. Look, uh, I host the Bears podcast for NBC Source Chicago also. And I was on there and our Bears insider, Adam Hogue, we, we both we both realized that we had the same thought. He said he had talked about it in the past. But this one hit me a couple of days ago. Right. Knowing what we know about Patrick Mahomes. Right. In all fairness, shouldn't the Chiefs have just started him at the end of that rookie season? Because you probably have another Super Bowl by now. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I th- I think they were honoring Alex for a okay. season. I really do. Um, and you know, you've watched Alex be a pretty stand-up person in Washington. I mean, kind of wherever he's gone, he's been a civic leader, a team leader, whatever. And, and so, he and Andy were pretty close. I, I I think it was an honoring Alex season. And I just you know, even if that cost him a win. I think it did. Oh uh, yeah, you can't. Now you can't give Super Bowls away for Alex Smith. And I mean, now he was balling that year, but you can't give. I mean, because think about it. Now you've yep. been to two and you have one, but you could have been to three and had two. That sound. It sounds a lot better. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Who knows if they make the same decision in hindsight? But Alex got them all the way there. I think they were just riding the. I think they were just riding the train that got them there and honoring a guy in the same time. Matt, I definitely appreciate it. Everybody follow Matt at Matt Connor AA. Matt, you have a terrific day. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much for having me.